Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Chad. Not too bad tonight. How are you? Oh man, I'm not. I'm not doing too bad. Uh, <laughs> kind of had a crazy night here with the podcast, where you know we had a little technical difficulties, and now we're back on it. So we might have to run through this one kind of quick or whatnot tonight. But I think I think we're gonna be able to do it, and I think uh, I think it's gonna wind up being a really good, really good episode. So I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, it's, it's always tough when you don't have a you know Arkansas win. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just rough whenever, uh, you know, when the Hogs just, just aren't, aren't performing well. Yeah, it's been a rough start. It didn't help any. I mean, we expect to lose to Alabama, but it was continuously embarrassing part of the year. The last two weeks combined, I think, 99 to 18. So. Yeah, to go down in that fashion, that style, just very very disappointed just couldn't believe you know how uh how badly we did uh when we went down there and played that game it was just it was remarkably bad it was just crazy uh you know we started out and it felt like we had some hope there with the you know field goal and you know or you know I, at least I did. I thought, you know, oh, well, you know, well, we held them. We, we might have a possibility here. You know, it just kind of built on itself. Uh, and then when the interceptions came, of course, that was the end of it right there. You just kind of knew it was going downhill. Yeah, when you look at the drive chart, I mean, punt, fumble, interception, punt, 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 interception, interception, then the end of half. Then you got three possessions, second half, punt, touchdown, mm-hmm. punt. So just an overall terrible night led by um, awful quarterback play. Mm. Um, and a defense that just couldn't just couldn't keep <laughs> keep stopping that offense by Alabama. And there we are, forty eight to seven. Get a late touchdown that wasn't worth much to besides John Steven. Good to see him do that, but wasn't mm-hmm. worth much in the scheme of things and forty eight oh, to yeah. seven. You gotta wonder, you know, how tired you know, he was coming into that game. You got to think, you know, he's going into that game. He's he's worn out, you know. 
and uh, he's coming in there at the end and 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 playing fresh against that worn out defense. That's just you know that that's tough you know because you can't really judge that drive and say you know was this a excellent job drive by John Stevens because the defense is so tired and worn out you got to really you got to really think about that you know so it was, know. it was not yeah it was nice to see him still score a touchdown but like you've mentioned to me uh, when we've talked about on here we'd like to see him in a different position but I, mm-hmm. I still like the you know his mobility he, he was still running he's able to escape out of the pocket something Hicks and Starkle can't do yeah yeah um, you know they only ran Boyd and Boyd only gets 12 carries, averages four and a half yards carry. Whaley only gets nine carries, four and a half yards carry. And then the receivers only get one completion. Uh, Traylon Burks, one mm-hmm. pass. And we have no penalties None. and only one sack. And then it still ends up, you know, only seven points on the board. Yeah. Like we got, you know, the interceptions was crazy because, you know, it's like I was saying, you know, you see, you see, uh, Starkle taking these drops and staring his his guy down. He's just not, you know, doing what he's supposed to do at all. He's he's just staring down the receiver during the whole drop, you know. And you know, I was mentioning before that what he really needs to do is, you know, at the end of his five step drop, he should be going through a progression. But during that drop, he should be looking off of where that mm-hmm. you know number one receiver is that he's going to be looking to. And then okay. he should make his progression down from one to four or whatnot, you know, in his receiver slots, trying to find the right guy out there. So, you know, you just don't see that. You know, it's it's weird. You like, take your drop, look it off, come back to your one, make your reads as you're hitch-stepping in. You're making your reads one, two, three, four, so on and so forth. And you don't see that happening at... Uh, you know, it's just really bad quarterback play. It's just like, this is where I'm going, and I'm throwing it there. Like the coach has already said, like, throw this route versus right. you need to go out there and make these reads and key off this defensive back and then throw it to the person where that defensive back makes the mistake. Right. And what do you think is going on? Are they just not Are they just not teaching them? Are they, are they just bad quarterbacks? I mean, what's going on? I mean, to me, it just—it looks like I, I feel like poor coaching. You know, that's right. that's my opinion. I feel like like maybe the quarterback coach doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, like maybe like right now, it might be a good idea if uh, if you know Morse was you know smart if he would just go ahead and let Craddock go and uh, maybe bring in. Uh, the uh, Missouri uh, coach, the wide receivers coach, Garrett McGee, uh, and uh, let him come down here and run the offense. He ran the Arkansas offense, and I think he would do a good job. I think he'd even be able to just take what we got now and just be able to call the plays better, you know. Um, so, I don't know. That would be that would probably be my suggestion. That's what I think would really be helpful it's just a change in coaching because we're not seeing the quarterbacks progress we're not seeing them get better and i think that's where the real issue is for me like from the beginning of the year our quarterback hasn't improved it's almost like you see a digression from that quarterback yeah it's like i I don't know how you know we kind of let ty story go out the door cole kelly's one thing 
Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless him. But I don't, I'm not sure how he thought these guys were better options than uh, a story under a in his second year under this offense. No way. Whether it's a right offense or not, but you're still in the second year, and you know they only installed what 30 percent or whatever he says last year. Mm-hmm. At least you got a guy that had more control over it. Hicks was supposed to come in and do it. No, he he does the same thing Starkle does. He stares down receivers that know the gets his balls batted down. Mm-hmm. It's not any better. And Starkle definitely doesn't. We don't know what the hell hell's going on out there when he's out there. So you know, and I, they're I, not the right guys for the job. No, I don't think so. I think you know, I'd really like to see KJ come in and see what he's got. I'd really like to see that the next four games. You know, there's rumors that this coach has an actual strategy, and his strategy is to uh, play all these freshmen the last four games and and win them. And uh, there's like a whole subset of like fan base that's ready to forgive this coach of some of these losses if he does something like that wins a couple games right um and i don't know i I just think that's awful that's asking a lot you know uh that he's had a strategy that he's held up this much of the year you know with um i think you know definitely he wants to keep those guys for next year i think he's trying to I red shirt them for that reason. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it gives them experience. I think it allows them to be a better player next year. I think that's actually pretty decent coaching. I definitely play them these last four games to go ahead and uh, get them some experience because you can. Um, so, you know, wouldn't it be nice to see uh, KJ come in those last few games? But I guess he's not even listed, you were saying, on the uh, quarterback chart. Yeah, on the depth chart that was released earlier this week for the Mississippi State game on Saturday, it was Hicks or Starkle again. No mention of Jefferson or Jones. Mm. Um, but going back, sorry, uh, real quick, going back to McKee, I was like, man, they need to make change for him to be offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, come in, and you know, he's still so young, and he's an actual guy that, wow, played at Arizona State and Oklahoma. So it's like a guy that actually played big-time college football, proven, proven he can – he can be a successful Arkansas coordinator when we were ranked top 10 offenses when he was here and had that job. But just going back to that real quick. Coach Heisman, yeah. trophy quarterbacks and everything yeah. else. So. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you're saying, when he was at Louisville, that's those quarterbacks when he was with them, just everywhere he's gone. And UAB, I think that was a kind of an unfair, I think they were kind of getting ready to get rid of that football program for uh, several years when he was kind of a, yeah. Not in his best position, so I don't think his record there is exactly too fair, or should be old. You know, I think that's a hard. I wonder place. it's going to be the head coach either. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a hard place to win. I think that uh, he took a he took a shot at going over there. Um, I had had talked to him about making the transition with him actually because I was at the University of Arkansas at the time. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's like. You know, he knew um, that there's a possibility he wasn't going to go over there and, like, you know what I mean, knock it out of the park right. really quickly because it, it was, you know, that program. But he felt like if he hung in there that he could, uh, you know, turn it around. So you got to remember, this is a guy like, you know, like Paul Petrino, right? And, mm-hmm. and him are, like, really good friends, really close. So just think about that, like, when Paul Petrino went over to Iowa, how long was he there? Right, I think he's still over there trying to turn that thing around. So very, 
to the Hog Call Podcast. All right, so, yeah, so that, you know, that's what I think with, uh, you know, with Paul Petrino and stuff. I think that, you know, he's real hard-headed and stuff like that, and, and uh, this coach gets some of that from uh, Garrett McGee does. So I think that's that's why you go down there and do something like that, something that is, you know, a challenge, and you want to see if you right. can do it. And I don't think, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, put anybody down for a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, not at all. So anyway, yeah. As, yeah. No, go ahead. There's no, especially as your first head coaching jig uh, gig. <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah. Well, well, mine's on crappie fishing, I guess, with jig. Well, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, I mean I like crappie fishing a lot. <laughs> I tell you, I, I'll, I'll often put a little bit of uh, flat back on there if I want to catch a bass, mm. a little heavier jig. So mm. nice, yeah, I like it. Anyway, so you know, I think that's what you would do if you're smart, though. You would go after um, Coach uh, up there at Missouri. Um, you know, I think that yes, yeah, it definitely feels like it's a coaching situation. And you feel like if the quarterback coaching was better, like the offense would be much improved, or at least I do. You know. Yeah, I think with with some talent around them, like the running backs, Boyd and Waylon, you got C.J. O'Grady, who you know just broke the record for tight end or touchdowns by a tight end in Razorback history. And then you got also some of these uh, talented receivers and Burks and Knox and Woods uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just had better quarterback play, this team would have been able, I think. I think that's the difference in not going to a bowl game this year. Or it could be, I mean. Oh, yeah. could be the difference for sure. Yeah, I think it, it, you know, a little bit better quarterback play helps us out a lot. But I also think there's some play calling that has been suspicious mm-hmm. too. And, uh, you know, that comes right down to the offensive coordinator. You know? Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, he's, well, he's got the same gig. So, I think we're kind of finding yeah, a. Uh, he does. He I'm does. Point there. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Um, so you know. Anyway, I think that I think that I think if you fix the offensive coordinator position, it fixes a lot. Um, but you know, why not go ahead and get a you know maybe go ahead and make a change at D D, D coordinator too, just to just to be safe. But for me, even if he does all that, it's not enough. Like I still, I don't know if I can get behind him even after he, he cleans house what about you if he cleans house would you get behind him at the end of the year with a two-win season i mean i'd, I'd rather just uh realize they made a mistake in the coaching hire and realize well and your check just come out like well that wasn't my guy and mm-hmm. let me get a fresh start and let me uh base my job on a big on a big football hire and try again i don't see how we could get worse um and i think i'd, I'd like to just start again with a new coach but yeah. if, if if that's not the case then yes i mean i would like that option a lot very more disappointed, than very disappointed if we <laughs> don't get a new coach i think your check will be making a grave mistake if he doesn't go ahead and let morris go but i got a feeling he might not and if he doesn't yeah, do and there's too. and there's a house cleaning you know it's like would you be okay with it you know I, uh, I feel better. I feel better about it than not doing anything about his, his coaching staff. Yeah. 
but as far as just like, well, that's the perfect move. It's like, well, you should have done it. You know, should have made better hires when should have been smart enough to make better hires. Mm-hmm. But at least, I mean, it's a lot better than just doing nothing, just having the same staff for the third straight year. Exactly. So you know, one or two position, maybe just one position coach last year. So. Um, exactly. No, you're totally right. So. I don't know. You know, I just want this. I just want this program to to do well, win some games, and and this coaching staff isn't doing it. And for me, you know, you got to let them go. Obviously, that's how Tyler Wilson felt. You know, he put out the video, and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but we'll tweet that out there. Can we can we tweet that out, Tim? We sure can. All right, we'll tweet that out there, and then uh, we'll take a look at at it. But it's basically. You know, you just see, like, Petrino with this scowl on his face. And then you see some, you know, plays that are being made or whatnot by uh, by Wilson. And, and it goes through, like, a Petrino montage thing there at the end. And it just says so much without saying anything at all. That's the part of it. Like, it doesn't say anything bad about... The coaching staff now it doesn't even talk about them or anything but it alludes to like our greatness i guess yeah i mean i think it's a sign like you said it doesn't even say anything besides that first putting some words on the board about the petrino you know uh getting after the refs you know Mm -hmm. projecting his players and uh, showing some fire that he always had Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys, he doesn't have to, you know, Chris Gregg also, I think he was on the uh, hog pod. It was kind of the, the opening for it was like, uh, you didn't have to like the guy, but we bought in, you know, the whole team <laughs> bought in. You don't yeah. have to like the guy to want to win football games and have that, that same goal. You know what I mean? But I think yeah. uh, Tyler Wilson, that says a lot because he doesn't tweet that much for him to come out and have a video made like that little, like like a montage of those some of those plays against teams like Bama and uh, Spurrier coach South Carolina and Auburn and teams like that in the SEC, A&M, um, just like where is it? It's a, it's a thing of like where we have been and not too far off and how we kind of are in the present a long way away from that with this, mm-hmm. with this uh, current staff and where maybe I'm not necessarily, I don't know if he's necessarily saying, Hey, he wants Petrino back or he's just longing for that. Or he, he just wants to, He's uh, wanting to change. He didn't come out. I think there's some innuendo the, window there, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he didn't come out with a two-minute um, uh, Morris, hey, this is what I like in this offense, or this is what I see. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, wow. What a, what a turn of events <laughs> that yeah. we've had recently. Um, folks are just fed up with it, and they're ready to... They're ready to see him gone, and I feel like, you know, if the AD doesn't do something at this point, like, he's making a making a big mistake, you know? Yeah, and I'd like to see him come out, as you mentioned to me before, Chad, and made a good point. He needs to come out and say something about this. You know, the only the words he's kind of said is after that A&M game, I believe. Yeah, we always play good down in Jerry World. What team doesn't play good? Come fired up and play 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 good games down in uh that stadium under the lights. Yeah. Um, I was like, come out and say like, give us something. I mean, if you feel the team is improving, uh, show how. Exactly. You know, you're the athlete. Show us how. If you're displeased, show us that you really care. 
you know, I'm still, you know, mad about this. Uh, well, not mad, but just disappointed that after that North Texas debacle last year, he tweets out a picture of the sun rising in the morning. Yeah, no, just what was that about? All fans. Yeah, like, still just like, wow, that's that's what you you, you really care. That still burns me. Goodness, what are you thinking doing something like that? He hadn't done that. <laughs> hadn't done that this year. Good lord. Back to the Hog Call Podcast. I'll tell you what, Tim. I think that, uh, you know, I don't know. He, he definitely, there was definitely innuendo there about, like, he felt like, you know, maybe, maybe we should go ahead and hire him, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what he's trying to say, but uh, I mean, it's a lot better than what we got now. Or we need some kind of passion, some kind of fire like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to do something for sure. We can't keep going down the road we're going down now. I think the AD he really has to make a decision. He's really got to do something. Or, golly, like if we win one game, is that enough? Like if we win this, this. Uh, you know, Western Kentucky game. Is that enough for you? That's not enough for me, no. Three win, three win season. You think like, okay, well, that's enough. We keep him for that or whatever. To me, no. I Absolutely not. I'm not even sure. I mean, I think, I think, I think it's got to be a bowl game. <laughs> that means six and six or the five and seven going off good academics to, the crappiest bowl. At least show me yeah. a bowl, but even then, I'm just not sure. You know, the direction. Hey, what? I mean, what it's going right now? It's just weird. It just it's just the last four games. The seasons seasons a bust. And I can't. There's a, yeah. There's a chance. There's a mathematical possibility, but I've gotten into this trap. Well, Co- Coach Moore uh, said we're definitely going to the bowl game. So, well, I believe him. I well, mean, he he's, he's shown he can win he SEC said, game. He said he's going to win games. this game. Definitely going to win it. Yeah, um, yeah. I just don't know. What was he thinking? I mean, he's got to know that how it came across. I don't know if he's just man. It didn't look good. Like his body language didn't seem like he felt like he was really gonna win it. No, he just said, like, "I had to say something different." How about this? Same monotone and just. Uh... Why didn't he just say like, "We're gonna do our best"? I don't know, man. Something. Like, something look, different. people aren't listening as much. I mean, I'm. I don't like usually coaches, especially it's like, man, I like listening to him, you know, and listen to press conference and him. It's just, it hurts. I, it's hard for me to listen to him right now. It just, it just every time I hear words come out of his mouth, it reminds me where this program is. Oh, well, it's horrible. Horrible but situation we're in. This is just weird. The last four games of the year, where are we going? What is it? Lost season. I mean, this crowd's, I know. Uh, this crowd's not going to be very good Saturday. This crowd's not going to be very good in Western Kentucky, and I hate that War Memorial is going to have to put up with the last game of this year like that. How it's going to be? Just yeah, uh, like, just uh, I'm definitely I'm obviously we're obviously still angry, but there's just a just a wow. How much? It's just like the same crap every week. It's not like I'm just angry about one game. Oh man, you know it's just like wow. It's just for two straight years it's been. Just angry about all of them. Every single one of the games. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Not man, even one tough. like, yeah, we won. We beat, 
you know, even like cutting even like, oh yeah, we beat Kentucky or Ole Miss, hey, SEC win. It's like even the wins have been crap. Man, that gets <sighs> me fired up for homecoming. You know, I'm coming back for homecoming this year and we're doing the big tailgate and everything and got the uh got the spot down in the uh garden. So anybody wants to come by, check that out. Uh we're gonna be doing that upright, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's gonna be barbecue, a few drinks, a couple games, you know, hanging out. Heck yeah. Football game weekend too supposed to be in the 50s and sunny a little nice chilly chilly like it should be in the fall it's gonna feel like fall early november it's gonna be a fun time anybody want to come out come find us yep and shout out to Derek for colorado for putting it all together oh yeah he's he's a tailgate king he's he, he he's always knows how to throw a good a good time and uh, anybody that goes to that effort to host a Host a tailgate and everything, and wants friends and fellow alumni to come and hang out and fans. It's, it's a it's a good dude. Well, I'm excited and for to everybody to travel. I don't have to travel. I just got to travel. I'm you know, excited to be there on the tailgate episode this this year. Um, I think that's the way it should be. I wish I could have been there last year. Goodness gracious, uh, it sounded like you guys were having a wonderful time. So, so get ready for that. That'll be coming out sometime, probably this weekend. Uh, the tailgate episode. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about it. <laughs> that'll be fun. Hopefully, that'll be a good atmosphere. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll have a good spot, plenty of room to hang out and throw the football and things. So. Oh, it's gonna be, be a great time. All that barbecue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I can't wait. So. Probably leftover Halloween candy. Oh, I need it. That reminds me. I know I shouldn't be making grocery lists on her list for the store on the podcast, but while I'm thinking of it, yeah, 50% off probably Friday, the day after Halloween. Maybe some good deals on Halloween candy. Yeah, better go ahead and For do the that. tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> Big bowl of it at the tailgate. That'd be nice. So, uh, do we have any fans right in on your end? Well, we did have a guy, um, a Georgia fan, actually, that happened into. Uh, listen listen to the podcast um from a jimmy cooper 33 or at jimmy cooper 33 a couple days ago hashtag sec this morning bless arkansas fans hearts i've listened to the hog call podcast and i'm not sure if the rest of the sec knows how bad it is in fayetteville first thank you jimmy from a uh, uh a georgia dog fan for listening in and um knowing kind of I'm not sure, really taking pity, but knowing like, hey, that's bad. You know, they shouldn't put up with it. And um, thanks for listening. Yeah, it's it, it is really bad. I hate that it's every episode's like this with football, but we want to change. We want to change. Oh yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I think too for us because we can actually see it and understand it and know why. You know, it's happening, and we analyze it pretty well. I think that makes it even worse. So, but yeah, no, no doubt. I appreciate you listening. You know, uh, but a, a kid uh, that I went to school with down in uh, uh, Gibbs, he, he went to uh, uh, Georgia and he was a big Georgia fan and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they're not the worst 
fan base, Tim. They're not like that's for sure. LSU or Florida, Florida. or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. one of these ones that are you obnoxious know. and yeah, just hard to be around. You know, so well, thanks for writing in. I appreciate yeah. it, and, and thanks for listening. You know, I hate that you're a Georgia fan. You got to do that, but I do appreciate the the note, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll you know it'll pick up, and uh, you know it'll get uh, it'll get a little bit a little bit better for us, and and uh, you know the thing about us is, is we're going to be there no matter what, all the way through this thing, and uh, yeah, it's, I mean. Like I've said before on this podcast, we can win, you know, lose 50 straight games. I'm still going to be there the next game watching it. That's the thing. You know, we're real fans. So, you know, I can support any real fan out there. And I saw, you know, Georgia had their little come up. And they've been pretty humble about it, too, I feel like. Yeah, they have. Um, They've had some pretty good years, too. And I really haven't heard them as much. even places like Missouri or A&M getting a little taste of little success and getting a, a big head about it. I think Georgia's kind of humble about it. And, um, mm-hmm. They've been, I felt kind of, you know, they've been close to championships several times and they just hadn't, just hadn't happened. So I feel bad about that. That would hurt. You know, I've been there. I mean, I've been there too with some of our better teams over the last 20 years. And Yeah, exactly. But. So anyway, I guess we need to get off that, but, yeah, well, one quick. Hopefully, maybe they'll put maybe the rest of the SEC, you know, taking pity on us and being embarrassed about how bad we are, will maybe put some pressure on, you know, to get this thing. Absolutely, <laughs> get and a change. I tell you what, man, go ahead and call in. You know, uh, leave us a voicemail. We'll put it right on the on the podcast. I don't care. You know, we'll 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 put you on there. We'll hang out with you. It's all about, you know, listeners support and and uh coming together on this so it's kind of cool to have uh you know have another fan base uh member hanging out with us thank you always welcome it's uh this is a podcast for fans i mean created by fans Mm-hmm. exactly so goodness gracious just a just the state we're in this is crazy i mean this is just golly we did, we did good punting the ball. Yeah, halfway decent. So, we got that. <laughs> no penalties? <laughs> no. no. Not one. No penalties. I mean, that's a good, that's a well-coached program right there, not to get any penalties. Oh, yeah. That says a lot about Morris, Chad. Why, why won't we run the ball? <laughs> I don't know. We've been asking this for several weeks, and it hadn't improved. Boyd hadn't got 20 carries maybe once this year, if even that. Why don't we put John Stephen Jones in there, at, you know, fullback or tied in or something like that? You know what I mean? Mm. Just that way we got a threader. Even put him in at quarterback, and then you could, you know, roll him out. and You know, you could have a couple drag routes with – Boyd and and uh, O'Grady, and and that would be, man, that'd be hard to beat something like that, you know, staggered routes. Yeah, to stop. Mm-hmm. Make that, you know, 
linebacker make a decision on where he's going to break and then just throw it where he doesn't break at. So, I don't know, man. Um, it seems like we could do some stuff like that and be successful. Like, I feel like I see where we could be successful. I think I could coach this team and win some games. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I definitely think you could, Chad. I'd like to see that. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, anyway, um, should we go like through this? Well, I mean, I think we've got. <laughs> I'm not sure what more can be really said about this game. And yeah, I'm not. I don't know what we could. It was a tough game, you know. That's all. I just feel like we got to run the ball more. I think if you do that, you give us a give us a chance, give us an opportunity. So yeah, there's no there's no spot that we can look look towards and just say, hey, there's a bright spot. We're gonna win. Shows us we can win. You know, the next four games, make it to a bowl. I mean, combined last couple of weeks, you know, getting beat almost a hundred to hundred to eighteen or hundred to seven or whatever. It's just well, not... you definitely can't beat LSU. That one you can throw out. So yeah. It'd have to be a five season ball game. Could you beat Mississippi State? Yeah. Yeah, the right coach could. I mean they lost to Tennessee, right? Like mm-hmm. we could make Mississippi State like the, the bottom dwellers by beating them. Yes. We could do that. Uh will it happen? I don't think this coaching staff can do that. That's the thing. I think it's a winnable game. I don't think the staff will win it. Uh, yeah, it's going to come down. I mean, you know, Moorhead over there, he's got a lot of pressure at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Definitely dropping the rope for what uh, Mullen had kind of built up. You know, they're 3-5, and 1-4. and four. Uh, This is, like you said, kind of a battle for the seller in the West, you know. Um, even Ole Miss has shown they've, they've beat us – pretty handily earlier oh yeah um, and so and, this is it's going to be a close game it's going to come down to coaching it's going to come down to coaching decisions absolutely and then you got western kentucky coming in right after that and uh you know can you beat that game can you can you you know beat ty story was ty story done wrong you know uh, a lot of people feel like he was like he's going to come in and and throw for 500 yards and just have, you know, 10 touchdowns. Just the best, <laughs> best game of his best career. game of his entire career. There's a lot of folks out there that think that's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Can he come in there and pull out a win? Maybe. That's the thing. Like, I'd like to say no. He shouldn't be able to. I think it's a possibility that he could come out there and get hot and, uh, and pull out a win. It probably would be a close one, though. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's going to be a battle these next two weeks. I'm a story. I mean, he could. I'm. I'm not sure about 500 touchdowns. He could definitely throw for 200 something, a couple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And if we can't score against him, then yeah, all he has to do is throw for a couple touchdowns. We just haven't shown that we can really score this year. Colorado yeah. State is bad. They're very bad. And that's our only FBS win of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they're very bad. I'm not sure. And, yeah, we could beat Mississippi State. They're not very good, and we're home. Don't really have a big home field advantage right now. Um, and we just haven't been 
I've, I've been burned by this the last two years, thinking, okay, we can win this game, and picking us to win, and guess what? We until and maybe I've learned, maybe I finally learned my lesson until Morris and the staff has proven they can win an SEC game. Until Morris has proven he's he can win a Power Five game. Mm-hmm. I just I want to see it first. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a homer, and I'm going to arrive before the game. I'm be like, yeah, we're going to win this game, Chad. I'm going to be right next to you, just feeling right, man, and just be like, yeah, we're going to win this one. This is the day we're going to win. Hopefully, and then hopefully I don't get disappointed. <laughs> and then you probably will. Um, or- <laughs> but let's say I think we could win Kentucky, uh, Western Kentucky. I think that's a very winnable game. Do I think the staff can win that game? I don't know. I think it's very possible they could lose it. But I think it's a very winnable game. Um, Also, Mizzou. I think Mizzou would be a very winnable game. Um, If we did what we were supposed to do, I think we could win it. I don't think this staff can win these games. What do you think, Tim? Which, if they can't win those three out of four games, they're going to be the LSU. If they can't win... Missouri has just—I mean—they got their, they got beat by Vanderbilt two weekends ago, and this past weekend got blown out by Kentucky, even worse than we did. If we can't win in Little Rock against this Missouri team, who's not, who's postseason ineligible, ineligible, and this season is a wash right now, mm-hmm. I mean, if we can't win three out of four. I, I just that's disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Golly, like, like, what kind of cupcake schedule have we had this year? And we haven't won any of them. And we are, like, we are the, we are the cupcake. We are the, like. We have ruined that this. That is sad. I never we thought have... that we would be the cupcake. but that's. The... It's always the Mississippi schools. <laughs> Vanderbilt and it should be Missouri. And we are. We're the laughing stock right now. You got Mississippi had uh, they had the their coach right now is just because Hugh Freeze got him in a mess of trouble and sanctions, mm. and they're still better than us. How does that happen? And it's Ole Miss. Crazy. Their best football years in the last fifty years have come us two uh, Cotton Bowl wins under Houston Hutton. Even a couple years they never even won the West with uh, Eli Manning. That's crazy. And then they're and they're they're better than us. How does that happen? We have, we're a clean program. We haven't had any of these penalties. Jeez. We could have cheated and we we couldn't be any worse. How does that? We could have cheated. We could have had some great Saturdays of being undefeated in top recruiting classes. Like and it still would have just been the same. At least would have been like, well, we're two and ten because we had all because Bielema cheated, you know. But we're or not. Petrino we're two cheated. and ten because <laughs> we're horrible. <laughs> just coaching. <laughs> it's the coaches. Like, I think the coaching is horrible. It's like we're not a nationally just forever a laughing star. We've never been a <laughs> We've got conference championships and division like, championships in the, in the... Like, does your check, can he not just watch coaching and be like, oh, this, this guy's horrible. He's not calling the right plays. Like, maybe you should have an analyst come in and sit with you. You know, and tell you how he's doing as the game progresses, what he sees from a coaching perspective. Yeah, for a hundred dollars yeah, an hour, I'll I'll come up there and do that if you need it. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not. He doesn't. For two hundred dollars an hour, you can have me and Tim. <laughs> for two fifty oh. an hour, we'll bring the beer. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've got to pay for it, though, your check. Yeah. Oh, we'll bring it. We're going to bring it. We're going to get it from the store and pack it down with ice and everything and put it in one of those Yeti, expensive Yeti coolers. Just give us one of the tax run on X. Get us up the elevator. We'll come in there sitting with sweet with you. We'll just sit back here and watch this game and we'll just say, hey, look at that. Look how he's taking that drop, you know. Break it all (laughs) down. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's snowing outside. How about that? Barely, but it's snowing. That counts. That's awesome, man. Is it going to be snowy (laughs) when we get there? Like, will there be snow on the ground? Will Oscar be able to do a snowman? I don't think it's going to snow that much, but you never know. Is it a possibility? It's going to be cold enough tomorrow. It's not impossible. Man, I'd like to see that. Just a heavy, heavy snow. I wish. Something that'll just stick for like four <laughs> days. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, I guess we'll just take a break and we'll come on back and do the Mississippi State unless you have anything else that uh, you need to say about uh, Alabama. I think that's it. All right. Uh, here we go. Here's your sponsor. To the Hog Call Podcast. Alright, so I guess we're going to go and uh, play Mississippi State homecoming game. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be there. I know Tim's going to be there. He's going to have his 1909 National Championship shirt on. And if you don't have one, you should go ahead and go to hogcall.com. Click the button, get yourself the uh, 1909 National Championship t-shirt, being that you're not going to get any other kind of National Championship t-shirt this year. At least you'll be able to have that one. It's pretty cool, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's a nice one to get all kinds of of shirts and hoodies and even, I think, some pants on there and uh, some grilling gear and coffee mugs. So all kinds of stuff you can get. The shirts are really nice. We both got them. They look really good. Um celebrate this championship because we're not you know like you said we're not winning one this year mm-hmm. yeah it's got the it's got the schedule on the back really nice graphics i thought it turned out really well well playing mississippi state you think we're gonna beat them <laughs> uh, it's, man i'd like to say my homer self right before the game right now until we until morris can prove he can win a power five game i'm not sure we should, though. I mean, it's a possibility For that sure. we could beat this team, you know, if we if we played right. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not they're not much better than us. They do have an SEC win, so they are better. Yeah, but it's a team that um, they've lost. I think three straight. I mean, just not 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 too. Not too good, right? Now. Yeah, I don't know. Four straight, and like you said, you've mentioned they lost to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that was, you know, definitely saved Fruit's job over there, or at least held off the held off the <laughs> the uh, pitchforks for a little while. And they just um, yeah, they, they beat Kentucky. They did beat Kentucky by a couple of touchdowns. Beat Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost to Kansas State. Beat Kentucky. Lost to Auburn. Lost to Tennessee, 
LSU and A&M. So there is a definite chance we could win this game. Golly, man. Why do I always get my hopes up like this? <laughs> I think we're going to win this thing, Jen. I think homecoming, I mean, everybody's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, if Tennessee can do it. And that was there. So, I mean, why not? Well, we've been talking about like, oh, you know, maybe we're, you know, not as bad as, as Tennessee. or Maybe they're the worst team in the conference. And I guess we get to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out quick this weekend. Jeez, of course, this please. is the team that beat us 52-6 to six last year. So... <laughs> 52 to 6. And they are Mississippi State, though. They're not. They should. We should be beating them. I think not beating what, 9 out of 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like we should. They don't have Dan Mullen anymore. Of course. So. Tennessee might be turning around. They beat South Carolina. So. Yeah. They're, they're on a little streak. They're definitely. They're definitely not the worst program. They might go play Kentucky. I could see them getting a win there and at Missouri mm-hmm. and at Vanderbilt. I could see them closing out this year and having a pretty decent year. Good yeah, Lord, I man. I, I got think we don't play this. them this year. <laughs> well, it just sucks, man, that we thought they were so horrible at the beginning of the year. Golly, we're just so much worse. Yeah, oh yeah. We're not better than Vanderbilt, better than Missouri, Kentucky. Good Lord. Ole Miss. So, yeah, so it's a definite definite possibility we could possibly get lucky and win this game. But if we had good coaches, you know, we could probably we could probably say, you know, hey, this is a definite win or whatnot. But I don't think with our coaches we could say that. Yeah, we just haven't proven we can. The staff hadn't proven they can they can win. No, you know, the Power Five game. So until they do it, I mean, I'm gonna that again before the game. I might end up being excited and say, "Hey, we're gonna win this game." I know it. We are, but mm-hmm. until we do, it's hard to really say. But we're at home, and all these factors should just be. <sighs> I know. Remember last week we were talking about the the. the the coachinghotseat.com or whatever the coach the biggest hot seats you know Morehead was listed as number one on that website Morris was number two so this is going to be a battle for a job exactly. <laughs> who's going to come out and actually do something to try to save their job and you see you know um, this wide receiver Seth Gurdy 6'4 200 pounds senior uh, Diedrich Tomix 5'9 uh, 190 pounds senior uh, Isaiah Zuber, uh, six foot tall, 190 pound senior. Austin Williams, uh, six three, 200 pound senior. So their receiving crew is just full of seniors. Uh, then they got a couple of juniors, and then uh, Malik De- Deer, uh, five nine, 220 pound senior. So they are really experienced receiving crew that we're going to be going up against. Yeah, you got you got Mitchell Good, Mitchell Gidry, Thomas Zuber, some of their leading receivers, mm-hmm. Green. Uh, Kylan Hill, the running back, but you know Mitchell's got four touchdowns. Gidry, like you mentioned, four touchdowns. Thomas one, Zuber two. Um, they've got a whole uh, kind of slew of them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, seniors, no one um, kind of been around the block. They were probably really coached well under Mullins' um, offense and um, well, and played under this for a couple of years. So, 
So then you got the left tackle, Tree Phillips, uh, left guard, Darian Parker, uh, 6'4", 330-pound junior, and then uh, Phillips was 6'5", 345-pound senior. So, you know, you got a little bit of uh, third line, has some experience also. Darrell Williams, senior, uh, 310 pounds, a nice big dude, uh, 6'3". Uh, Stuart Reese, 6'5", 345-pound junior. Uh, Greg Eland, uh, 6'8", 335-pound junior. Uh, backed up with senior, junior, senior, senior. Uh, Michael Story, Evans Wilkerson, Quan Sharp, uh, Tommy Champion, all of them, 300 pounds, six foot three to six five. So, what a line! Well, that's just a that's an impressive line right there. Take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, big guys, guys with two years of Letterman. Even the backup left guard has three years, mm-hmm. or backup center and left guard both have three experience. Juniors and senior ridden, so a lot of experience. Goodness, boy, they got a lot of tight ends, huh? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they go five deep on them. Golly. Corey Green, Dante Jones, Gregorus Spivey, Brad Cumberst, and Powers Warren. All of them between 6'3 and 6'5. Every one of them almost 250 pounds. There's two of them that are 240. The rest of them are 250. So, uh, Yeah, and look like, look like these guys are mostly... Uh, Mostly blocking tight ends. They haven't mm-hmm. really didn't look like they've scored a touchdown between them, but have caught a couple passes. Yeah. Um, but like you said, with those, with those sizes, goodness, they're almost, I mean, they're at least as tall as an offensive lineman. Uh, yeah, a couple, little bit of everything. A couple pounds short, but yeah, they can. Yeah, a little of everything as far as their, their years of eligibility goes. You got some seniors, some freshmen, some juniors, some sophomores. So. Wow. Like yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's pretty impressive. So you know you're going to probably see like a power eye or something like that. Yeah, they, they're fifth in the conference in rushing, average 186 a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely their strong point. They're going to run the ball quite a bit against us. I wish we'd it's run been, it. Yeah, we're 13th in the SEC in rushing offense. How do we have one of the leading rushers, but we're 13th in the Goodness. That's, that's, that's horrible. Just think about that. That's like, coaching. That's horrible coaching. <laughs> Think about that, man. Just use the numbers and ah, Jesus. All right, and then you got uh, Kellen Hill, five eleven, two hundred fifteen pound junior. Of course, you know we've been hearing about him all year, just mm-hmm. running all up and down everybody. Uh, Nick Gibson's having a good year this year. Uh, he's a senior, five eleven, two hundred fifteen pounds. Uh, Lee Witherspoon, five ten, two hundred five pound freshman. So. I don't know. What do you think about that running crew, Tim? Yeah, Hill's definitely the star of the group, like you mentioned. Uh, he started in every game, uh, 800 yards rushing, averages five yards, carries six touchdowns. He averaged about 100 a game. Um, Gibson's had a couple touchdowns. And their other two leading rushers are, are their quarterbacks. But Hill's going to get it for the, the majority. And then you'll see, like you said, Gibson mm-hmm. with a spoon, too, uh, for a third back. But mostly Hill and then the quarterbacks running in this offense. Exactly, exactly, and and yeah, I guess they got the, the they still starting the, the freshman, the Garrett Shader. Yeah, uh, Tommy Stevens, I believe, got hurt earlier in the year. Okay, um, so they've gone to Schrader these last 
several games, but he's he's done up decently. I mean, no, I mean, I mean Stevens wasn't blowing it up. Yeah, he wasn't blowing it up exactly. So maybe they're to put tops. See what he can do. I don't know. They're, it seems <laughs> like they're willing just to stick with one guy over here. So I guess we'll find out what the better strategy is this week. <laughs> Change it up, or you know, only went to somebody else for an injury. So. <laughs> How about that? How about them apples? Well, we got uh, a defensive team that we got to play also over here. And, you know, I think when I was watching the games, some of the stuff that I noticed was that uh, their defense played a lot of these weird cover fours. Mm-hmm. And... I just felt like they did it way too much. So, I don't know. You'll see yeah. a lot of that where they're really yeah, trying they to keep you from going over the top, you know, playing real safe. They do. And that, like, they give up quite a bit of pass. 11. It's the 89th of the uh, mm-hmm. average about 250. So, they give up a lot playing those guys back. It might be good for us just go in there and just pass it all around on them. Yeah, we're not able to get real deep anyway, so. So they got their left end, Shauncey Rivers, 6'3", 275-pound senior. Uh, he's had a heck of a year this year. Uh, you got your uh, defensive tackle, Lee Autry, 6'2", 305-pound senior. Uh, the nose guard, Fabian Lovett, 6'4", 315-pound uh, freshman. Uh, then you got your uh, right end, uh, Marcus Spencer, 6'4", 285-pound junior. So... You got a mixture of, 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 you know, having some seniors and some juniors with a freshman. I don't think it's a bad mixture. I think it's a, I think it's a healthy mixture. I don't think they got too many young guys starting. Yeah, and Rivers really one of the key on the defense. He's got four and a half tackles for loss, leads the team in two and a half sacks, mm-hmm. four quarterback hurries, leads the team there, um, even with the pass breakup. Um, Spencer's got a couple tackles for a loss and a and a sack on the year, a couple forced fumbles. Um, so the guys can make some plays. Uh, like you said, those uh, the two seniors probably some of the best on that, um, and the junior and Spencer. But love it, we'll play a lot. He's got to. He's been thrown out there. He'll make a play, but not as good as those kind of upperclassmen. Yeah, it'd be nice <clears throat> playing a team like this if we could just run the ball a lot and see yeah. if we could get them to pull up that defense and I get them to kind of start creeping up on us, creeping up on us, and then maybe throw the ball over the top of them, of them you know, and just run it a whole lot just with Whaley and Boy just wrapping them, just one right after another, just running right down their throat, just opening holes and running the ball. Yeah, they give up quite a bit on the uh, Russian side as well. They're, they're 11th in that, it's two in that. I'd really like to see how it could help our our, our <clears throat> defense, you know, just taking a little bit of the pressure off of them, giving them a little bit more time to rest and stuff like that before they got to run back out there. So, Yeah, hopefully we'll see more than 20 carries by the running backs. This is a team to do it. All right. And Al- it's not as good of a team, not as good of a defensive front, not as good as defensive front seven either. So this is a team where we need to run the ball, start the ball, whoever you're starting. If you're – if you're starting Hicks, if you're starting Jones, if you're starting KJ, and I 
Couldn't imagine you starting the damn Starkle this week. But any quarterback, even if it is Starkle, hand the ball off. Yeah. Run the ball quite a bit. I got a feeling they're going to run out their uh, Hicks again. That's what yeah, I got. Well, he's good at handing the ball off, so that's fine. I mean, if you're just going to be running the ball, fine. It doesn't. But yeah. that's fine. He doesn't need to throw one interception on the year, so take care of the ball and just run it. I, I want to see the young quarterback out there. I want to see. Let's just get KJ out there and just see how he does. Well, you know, the thing too, Chad, somebody out there that can show me that they can play ball the way that they're properly coached to, or I'm going to have to assume you can't properly coach them, and we need to get somebody else in there to do the basic fundamentals. Yeah, and Hicks can't. I mean, Hicks is not going to be here next year, so we do need a, a dual threat. Uh, the last game they played against A and M, Kellen Mond has 76 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, and a uh, Spiller. For uh, the running back has 93 yards and touchdown. They ran him 22 times, so they're around 200 over 200 yards, four rushing touchdowns against Mississippi State. This is this is what we can do against them. They don't not have, NM does not have a better run game than we do. They just run it more than we do. Yeah, so so it'd be a nice game for KJ to run that, and have him run it, have it run him some, and obviously Boyd and Whaley just Get pound some it. Good handoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the game to do it. That's a established step from the game. What do you think, man? What do you, you want to throw some, you know, guest Uh-oh. notes out there? Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to do it. It's a Why did I just game, talk? Tim? But I don't know what Morris is going to do. Yeah. <sighs> I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking in my mind, yeah, we're going to keep it on the ground and just run it, man. Just oh, lay where they yeah, can't right. stop us. Defense stays fresh. Their defense <laughs> gets tired. In my mind, that's what we're going to do. But you know it's not. That's not what reality. they're going to do. They're going to be pass happy. It's going to be a sunny day, 50 degrees. It ain't going to be a sloppy day out there. Like, if they play tonight, maybe tomorrow, this week, when it's been rainy and a little snowy and stuff, maybe then maybe they'd be forced to. But, you know, they're going to be pass happy and like, oh, well, i got to show we can pass it 50 times a game. It's got so bad. Like, originally, we were going to go ahead and we were going to get these box seats and we were going to, like, do it upright at the game. And, like, it's gotten so bad that we're thinking maybe just watch it on TV, you know? <laughs> just go up, do the telecade, <laughs> watch it on TV. I hate to do that, but I don't know. I might go into the game, but I almost want to protest. I almost don't want to go into the game. Oh, yeah. 70,000 fans show up. Your check's going to be like, wow, man, they support this guy. This is, we got more. We, I'm going to send in his contract after this game. Golly. But at the same time, <laughs> but I'll, you probably, also, I'll probably get a ticket. I'll probably go in. But. I mean, how many times do you get to see the Hogs in person? I know. They announced State Derek's the same way. You know, he's going to, you know, have a couple beers in, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a barbecue. You're going to be like, oh man, how can I gotta, I gotta go to this? It's just, it's just up the hill a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just pick up a StubHub ticket for <laughs> hundred bucks. And... Oh gosh, it's expensive <laughs> for everybody for the whole family. Oh, <laughs> it's like one. Goodness, Chad. <laughs> People are giving them away outside the ticket. I'll take a free one, quick. Oh yeah. If anybody's giving them away, let us know. Damn sure. If you're one of those people that say I can't go to anymore, just holler at us. I'm gonna retweet my tweet from a couple weeks ago. I said, Hey, we're, we're the Hawk Ball Call podcast is coming. So if you got tickets, you're giving away. Just let us know. Them. Well, 
Um, all right, I'm what just going to go ahead and do it, man. I'm going to go it. ahead and do it. I'm going to throw it out there. I think it's going to be Arkansas 7, Mississippi State 14. Oh. All right. Ar- uh, Mississippi State. Damn. 20. Arkansas 17. Oh, man. Doesn't that hurt? I hate being well, realistic. That's the worst I, part of the whole podcast. Yeah, it's not man. fun, man. Just force what I've been forced to do. <laughs> like last week, I felt bad about picking Alabama high up on us. And guess what? I didn't pick high enough. I think I picked us to have that. I think the spread was like 30 something. I was like, you know what? I kept it around that. Like, we we're going to lose about 30. It's like, they just knew it. They, it was even worse than that 41. That's probably the Until why we do it. Prove us wrong, Morris. This is probably why the whole Georgia podcast just fast forwards to this part and just listens to it. <laughs> just Man. like, wow, these guys aren't even. I thought they were going to be Homer podcast. What the Only heck? Try to... We're all homered out. <laughs> so, Well, I guess we should go ahead and let our sponsor have a little play here. Well, how about that? How about uh, the basketball team, Tim? We're, we're going to be coming out here and uh, doing some, some serious... Uh, play you know we uh won the little rock game and and we won the uh southwestern oklahoma state game and uh i know that you like camped out front for that and stuff was on the first ones in so oh absolutely i get fired up about exhibition games against division two teams oh yeah yeah i was there front row like a lot of noise you know what uh we didn't get to <laughs> wish i would have it would have been the only way to see it um there was no seventy-eight fifty-one no. is pretty good, but I'm I'm really disappointed that we're only scoring in the seventies. You know. Yeah, I would have liked to seen a little bigger win than that. I, I'm happy with the the defensive output scoring wise, but yeah, I'd like to see some more some more points. But you know, this game scored seventy-eight. And Isaiah Joe doesn't even have a point, um, which was surprising. Um, so yeah, I think um, I'm not, I didn't get to see it, but I think with a little lesser opponent, I think I would assume this was not as as an impressive win as Little Rock. Um, they did double over the uh, Southwest Oklahoma State in rebounds, which is not to see about forty nine to twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um, still, way too many turnovers. Um, more turnovers than assists. Did have thirteen steals. But um, I think they can improve upon this, and I think Isaiah Joe's got to got to step it up. And uh, you know, of course, the last game he hit eight threes, hit like four or five in a row there. Mm-hmm. But I'm agree with you. I think just from the outlook and kind of following along with the game live stats and looking at everything, I think it could have been better. But um, uh, there's some there's some good points. Uh, Mason Jones, who didn't who struggled in the first game, had practice good practices all week. He had 22 points. Eight out of twelve, and then Adriel Bailey, seven out of seven, didn't miss a shot. So mm-hmm. it's good to see as well. well. The real disappointing part of this to me, just looking at everything, is the is the three point conversion rate with five of twenty three, uh, twenty one point seven percent, and that's you know I, I said it in the last podcast. That's one thing I worry about. It seemed like they were jacking up a lot of threes and not making them. Uh, you know, in the paint, they're you know what's 
at 50%, 46.9% down there, uh, 30 is 64. So I don't know. Um, what do you think, Tim? Am I on the right track there? Do you think that we could focus more on trying to get the ball to the hoop, even with a smaller team? Uh, or do you think, you know, it's the better option to, to try to take the th- threes, even though we're well, not Well, 23 really, 23 attempts really not that much for this. You're going to see a lot. You're going to see more than that every <laughs> game, most every game with this guard-heavy lineup. That's just kind of what we're kind of left with on this team. Um Unless Vanover gets cleared, of course he's he shoots a lot of three pointers even at seven three. But they scored forty four points in the paint, which is really good over over half their points. Um, um, the threes, yeah, only three, only twenty one point seven percent. That doesn't help. Isaiah Joe, one of the three point shooters in the country, went over four. Mm-hmm. But you know, the last game they shot almost forty percent for three, which would it's going to win you quite a bit of ball games but this time only shooting 21 that's not that's gonna that's gonna have you lose you're well i say it joe being that cold hopefully that's not a trend you know that's not something yeah, you want to see i couldn't imagine golly yeah. he, he did so well last year you know so you just yeah, that first maybe, game. maybe he had a cold or something like that maybe something was going on you know well he's never i don't think even last year he had ever had a game like that and mm-hmm. he hits eight three-pointers so i couldn't imagine that that or you know, foreshadowing future performances this year. I could, I'd, I'd almost, I'd almost bet a hefty sum of money he's not going to go unless he gets injured in the game. He's going to go um, scoreless, and he only played 17 mm-hmm. minutes. You know, so that's kind of maybe something was going on with something wasn't right. But yeah, definitely. It was definitely nice to see Reggie Cheney get in there, get 22 yeah, minutes, four six. Right. You know. Yeah, you're right. With nine rebounds, led the team in rebounds. That's what we got to have him. He's got to, he's got to get right. close to that. Got to get there, take it. And it's perfect from the free throw line. How about that? Four out of four. Oh wow! And, uh, four yeah. out of six, very How efficient. About that? So. Yeah, best free throw percentage that we got. I like that. I'll take, especially from a big guy down low. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, that was you know his first game against Little Rock wasn't the best kind of. Um, he 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 led everybody in scoring, I believe, in the red-white game. Well, not as good of a performance against Little Rock. This game kind of came strong. I'm glad you mentioned that, Chad, because that's one of the very – that's encouraging from mm-hmm. between Mason Jones and him and uh, Bailey. Those are kind of the bright spots. But Chaney, got to have him do that. I'd, if he averaged 12 points a game and nine rebounds a game, I'd be happy. And what were we saying? We said, you know, we really wanted to see last year. We kept saying we'd li- lo- love to see, like, what, 70% free throws, you know, something like that yeah. would be perfect, you know. We're, we're hitting 65 in this. In the last game, we had a really good free throw mm-hmm. uh, percentage, 13 of 20. So I just think that right there is really important, and it wins us some games that we wouldn't have won last year. And maybe that's directly a coaching thing right there where, where this coach is repping those free throws differently, and it's working well. So, you know, I, I wonder if Anderson can come sit in on a practice. I want him to be successful down the road, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was last year was just an anomaly though for Anderson as far as free throws because it kind of just he just I guess just didn't have the players with that because like the year before yeah. with Macon and those guys, those guys would, um, and then Hannes, but even before that was knocking them down almost ninety percent. Oh, you're last right. year was just last year. Was, I mean, that was just we were not, horrible, and it was it was not the year for it. And Gafford was about fifty percent from him. he went to the line a lot. 
which some of those games, you know, you think back even the beginning, the first game of the year, Texas last year, you know, Anderson might still be here if we just hit more, hit better free throw percentage. So yeah, yeah, I that's think gonna, so. We need every point we can this year, so free throws got to make them like that. <laughs> You're yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah call yeah. again. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's it's it's. I think it's. I think we got a good team here. I'm excited about what they can do. Um, you know, the fun thing about basketball is like you're talking about them and you're like, can you know, can we improve here? Can we improve there? But it doesn't feel like nothing feels like a lost cause. You know, it, it feels like there's so much hope and just so much excitement around the basketball team. I think that's, uh, you know, I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, Musselman, he, he had to know. You know, he said it from the get-go. He thinks he can take this team to the tournament. So he knows the pressure. I'm sorry there is pressure, but football being bad doesn't help. If football was, you know, bowl competitive, we were 6-2 and two right now. You know, nobody's really thinking about basketball. It's like, oh, basketball, you know, we're not going to pay attention to January. No, there's a lot of people, people that I don't usually hear, you know, it's like, oh, man, I'm, that was exactly when it started next Tuesday. And, um, you know, they're not – <laughs> they're not saying I'll just wait till you know January SEC season starts. They're excited, and you know, and I heard, I heard you know, one of the morning radio shows around here is like uh, one of the host uh, neighbors. You know, he's saying mm-hmm. I don't know why people are expecting him to go to the NCAA tournament. And I was just like, what do you mean? Isn't that why we fired Anderson? Because we're yeah. isn't that the only reason to get to the NCAA tournament? Why is my expectations wrong for thinking this team can? I don't care if they don't have a huge center this year. They've got enough talented guards. We're if we if we've got a real basketball coach, which I'm expecting him to adapt to, to the players he has on the roster this year, I'm not expecting a national championship run this year. He's got some good recruits coming in. I think uh, I think the, the recruiting's on the up and up. But this year, I don't, why is it so hard for me to expect sneaking into the tournament? No, yeah, no, we should we should go to the tournament this year for sure with this yeah. team. I think we were on track to do that last year. I think last year we had a good year. I think that uh, we we did. It was our prediction that we were going to, uh, you know, go in there and, uh, and and either squeak into the tournament or NAIA. We'd be happy with either one, we said. Um, I think this year it's a, it's a tournament team, and that's what I expect. I don't think I, – I think that if we got into the NIA, okay, yeah, it's better than nothing, but uh, that's not – I don't think that's our expectations this year. I think this year the expectations is to win. Uh, maybe not a national championship, but just go deep into the, you know, tournament. Uh, at least get in the tournament. Uh, yeah, at least have a chance. When you're there, you have a chance. Exactly. So you got to make it. I don't think two years in a row of NIT play is gonna is gonna really uh, cut it too much. When you got when you got a guy like Isaiah Joe is stays healthy and guys that are a year older from last year with a lot of experience i just don't see why why we can't why this shouldn't be an expectation i'm going to think this year if we're going to that's what we're doing i'm going to be looking at how we're going to win these games and let's not drop games we shouldn't lose and let's beat some teams good teams and sneak yeah, in there exactly especially after the coach came out and said like he definitely thinks he can win with yeah, this team true. so and he's expecting to go to the tournament with this team. That was his mm-hmm. expectations. That's where he yep. said he thought we could go. And, uh, you know, you got to hold his feet to the fire for something like that. 
and uh, anybody that's not you know well look at what we got in football so you gotta <laughs> you gotta do it and at least it does they do seem like maybe they would do that in basketball like your check does seem like more of a basketball guy uh than a football guy yeah he did that was his sport he played at some very very small school um that's he played basketball there so maybe that's why his expectations were only high for basketball competing for championships every year as he said when he fired anderson so we'll see i mean we'll see i mean if if muscle doesn't make the tournament it's, yeah, i mean your check may fire him according to your check's own words oh yeah so we'll see true. though <laughs> but i hope i hope that didn't happen hopefully we have a good year yeah i'm excited about it <laughs> So anyway, well, good breakdown, Tim. I appreciate you walking me through that. I'm always, you know, excited to learn more about basketball and that, uh, yeah. you know, direction it's going. Well, actually, while we're on that, let me, I guess, actually podcast on next Wednesday, so we'll be able to talk about the first game against Rice on Tuesday night. So mm-hmm. um, real quickly, playing the Rice Owls, an old SW Southwest Conference opponent to start yep. the season off. Uh, they're coached by Scott Para. Um, he's only he's been the head coach for three years. There was assistant uh, for another couple at Rice. Uh, you know, not a big basketball program ever has been. They haven't been to a NCAA tournament since 1970. He went from seven and 24 to 13 and 19 last year, uh, doubling his wins from four in Conference USA to eight and 10. So, and they're looking for uh, you know, they only lost one senior and one guy transferred. So most everybody coming back. So this team's uh, coming in with some. Uh, higher expectations than normal in Conference USA. So they're going to be coming in here, um, you know, looking to try to come in Bo Walton to win against against our team. Uh, they got some turning players, Peyton Moore, six foot four, sophomore. Um, uh, Josh Paris, a six foot four guard, uh, junior. He was kind of an alternate between six man starting role, uh, Shot 50% from the floor last year. Um, Trey Murphy guard, 6'8", so a little taller guard. Um, it's a sophomore sharp, sharp shooter. Um, he can he knocked down threes, three or more threes on 12 separate occasions, 5-7 at home against UAB last year. Aiko Adams, a 6'3 guard. Addison Owen, a 6'5 senior, so guard heavy, 6'6 uh, forward. Robert Martin, 6'8", Drew Peterson, guard forward, sophomore, Chris Mullins, guard, 6'3", Tim Harrison, forward, senior, 6'8". Um, and they got some new additions. Uh, a couple of taller guys, 6'10", 6'8", guy. But most of these guys coming back, you know, kind of matched up with us, 6'8", or smaller. Do you get a chance to uh, watch any of Rice's games? Do you know what, you know, what, what we're looking at? Is this a faster team, a slower team? I really, I'll be honest, I didn't get a chance to see anything yet. Well, no, because their games are definitely not on. You know, we got lucky getting the Little Rock game on, on SEC+, Plus, so they're definitely not. Uh, later on in the season, you know, I'll be able to watch games, but this is a team. I just did not watch any of from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they do um, like to shoot quite a bit of threes, and we're third in the Conference USA last year, 30.8, uh, minus 2.34 turnover margin which is ranked 11th in Conference USA. A lot of turnover issues. Um, they have a little bit older team this year, so they mm-hmm. hope to improve on that. But it's a team where you should be able to force a lot of turnovers with. Um, they averaged 74 points um, in the conference. They were fourth in the conference last year at 74 points a game and 
but 12th in scoring defense. So this could be a um, decently high-scoring game because they don't seem to okay. play defense too well. Oh, okay. So should we throw a couple of predictions out for this? Or? Yeah, I'll, let's do it. Uh, since you went first, I'll go I'll go Arkansas, 87, Rice, 69. Man, I kind of took my thunder there. All Uh-oh. right. Yeah, I was thinking Arkansas 80-something too. So okay, I'm say that's fine. Ar- Arkansas 82, uh, Rice 73. Ooh, I like it. So, you know, I just, I just think, uh, like you said, I think we're going to break that hump, that uh, that 70-point hump, and uh, get into some higher digits. Like you said, they, they got the defense. It's not looking too good. And uh, so, you know, I, I just think hopefully, hopefully we'll just drain a few more of those threes than we, than we did on this last game. And I want to see some more of that rebounding from Chaney, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I'd like to see some of the big men go in and dominate Chaney and uh, Bailey continue his, he was under, he didn't miss a shot in the exit two exhibition games. So I'd like that to keep up. I want Bailey to step up even though, uh, even more rebounding prowess, but I think Chaney needs to continue that rebounding lead. Mm-hmm. And of course this year we got to have all the guards rebound. So I want to see how much, Bring up a good point. See what a rebound it looks like against this team. And first game under Musselman at Bud Walton Arena um, should be exciting. I'm looking. For, can't wait until <laughs> Tuesday. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, no, I think it's gonna be a fun game. And then after that, we'll play North Texas, and uh, you know we'll break them down in the next podcast. But you know that that'll be another fun one to uh, to take a look at. Yeah, it will. And um, I think you know we'll find out. Looking at uh, North Texas, they they play VCU at number twenty five ranked VCU the game of couple days before. So, um, be able to watch so, that one, get a good look at uh, get look at team, be able to compare them a little bit more. Yeah, hopefully so. And I mean, that, they play that's a pretty good opponent, so they're not going to come in here scared. But we'll definitely be able to see how they kind of match up against a, a better team. Hopefully that is on TV. I, I see on North Texas website it just says the Radio Ming Network, but maybe it'll be maybe VCU will. There's a way to watch. Absolutely. Well, our schedule doesn't seem like it's the toughest schedule in the world this year until we get to Indiana. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely easing in. I think. I think actually, you know, by the end by South Dakota, I'm gonna, you know, wishing and let's get. But we do play at Georgia Tech. We need to uh, get revenge for last year and a couple guys. And at Western Kentucky. So a couple of road games uh, at Indiana will be the toughest one. Then we play TCU in the middle of SEC. So, you know, that's four decent games. Um, And then SEC schedule is going to be tough. So Georgia um, Tech is probably the one I'm worried about the most. And, uh, you know, Indiana. So... Yeah, Georgia Tech was maybe our worst game last year. I remember going to that on a Wednesday night. I think we scored about 50 points. Our worst game of the year. Goodness gracious. Uh, didn't have lost that one. Wish we'd had that back. But So hopefully we'll get some revenge. And, you know, Indiana's the place. We went to Indiana our last game last year, lost in NIT, only lost by uh, like just like a point or two. So our guys have experienced going there. It won't be a surprise atmosphere. But. Yeah. Well... 
Should be a good year this year. It's it's, yeah. it's a good Can't looking wait. schedule. Nice to have another big sport to talk about. So looking forward to. Oh it. yeah, no, I'm excited. I really am. Well, I guess uh, take a look at the hockey team. Still uh, still winning. Uh, that's all they do. They get that one W. And that, that was it. They didn't like it because they just kept winning after. <laughs> uh, yeah. Goodness, they just beat up Florida, Alabama, Georgia. Just real bad. Just, you know, I guess Georgia and Florida put a better fight up against us than anybody else has all year. 4-3, 2-1, normal, normal hockey game. So you can tell they got some talent. But uh, Alabama, we just tore up. We just embarrassed them. Yeah, that'll be a preview kind of. Uh, and that's man nice. Out. That's yeah. nice when you when you embarrass Bama on the same week. Embarrass Bama in Alabama, you in, in Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. So it's nice to, you know, to be able to kind of relish in that and to be able to just have your Razorback pride that, you know. Our hockey team did what they were supposed to do, even though the football team didn't. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe that's why we lost that game. Maybe they just got really pissed off. They got beat so bad to our hockey team. The football team just had to come out. <laughs> nah, that's not it. <laughs> well, I'm just glad. I'm just glad we got the win. I'm just glad we got. A- a uh, few wins in hockey and I might try to catch a hockey game while I'm up there because all the games are going to be in Missouri so I might try to you know catch one one night this weekend if you want well it's going to be the next weekend they're all so it'll actually be the 8th through the 10th game. oh man well missed it by I wish yeah I was I was looking I looked oh, dang it. you said you were coming up I wish there would have been a game at the Jones Center it would have been a nice Friday night oh, game. You're right I'll get in town and come and watch that dang. game I didn't realize they skipped a weekend goodness gracious yeah I was gonna start planning it out too man <laughs> I'm sorry to bust the bubble but I'd, I'd looked at that several a long time ago when you said you were coming up man I wish there was a game that weekend. Man, me too. Springfield wouldn't have been. Springfield's only about an hour and a half. I know too Oscar would here, love that too. Yeah. Fun. Oh, oh well. I guess we'll just <laughs> have to win this football game. If we don't have the, you know, hockey team to balance it out, you just got to win the football game, right? Yeah, you've got to. You've got to. Got to. Well, I don't know. Like I said, they don't put much stats up or anything, so we ain't got a whole lot with these guys, but just proud to see them winning. Yeah, there's a lot of games left, and it goes into the next. When it gets more to I mean, we did just teams, but going into playing some more, maybe, you know, rankings will start to come out, and we'll mm-hmm. be able to see a little bit more. Absolutely. Maybe Matt will come on here and line us all out. For, yeah, give us the so. insider scoop. Come on, Matt. Okay. Well, I guess that's about it. Uh, I guess we need to go into the... Little fantasy. Fantasy, yeah. So. Little Hog Call Podcast Fantasy. Some of us just keep on winning. Yeah, looking like who's got the biggest win streaks? Let's see here. Well, 
Oh, I don't have a streak. No, that's what's happening. Uh, Oxtradamus, Derek from Colorado, he's got the biggest win streak three. He was sitting at he was sitting at two and four out of the playoff race. And look at him marching back three wins in a row. Chad, you're right there in the playoff hunt. I've won two in a row. I'm in fifth place. Van Gundy's Malt has taken a tumble from first place in the league to these, you know, people are one all of us, you, me, Go Tigers and Hawkstradamus are all one game back of first in the SEC looking for that automatic clinch. Um it's exciting. It's a really balanced league. It started off kind of um Everybody you know, on my bench it, is on a bye week. Yeah, mine too. This is not, <laughs> not going to be a good week, man. There must be a lot of bye weeks this week because mine is too. Or I don't know if that's just me and you, but. Uh, I am still yeah. predicted to win by yeah. 70%. Against the first team in the. Wow, you've got a huge game this week, Chad. Against the first team in the league. The whole. Is it really? League. Yeah. Oh, man. You've got a big game to. Uh, you gotta have Boyd. I have Boyd's no gonna choices. get more than ten points. I have points. no choice. Like I have to play Boyd. Everybody's on a bye. I would not be playing Boyd if I had any choice whatsoever. Oh man! But... Is Stevens gonna play at quarterback for Mississippi State? You might want to look into trading him out for somebody. Was that? See her? Well, he wasn't the Garber guy, or the other guy was playing a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. What is going on here? You might want to think about. Well, I'll take a look. See what's. I'll yeah, look maybe. into it. I'll look into it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sorry everybody. I just noticed that. Um, if you were if you were playing me, I wouldn't have told you, of course. But you're playing yeah. this Notre, Notre Dame guy, so. You gotta do the right um, thing, you know. Dang, I really don't want you taking my spot up here, but I'm playing El Bato. I'm supposed to win, project to win 117, which is not very good to his five. Uh, he's still got a shot at the playoffs, but hopefully I um, I don't have a lot on the bench either this week. So we'll see. Should be an exciting week. Um, projections, I think. Still, let's see what the projections say before we um, projections. Still have Van Gundy's first, me second in SEC, and Chad, you squeak squeaking in in the playoffs. Yeah, this dude's a Southwest Conference dude, so I definitely got to beat him, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's only, man, only got two more weeks for regular season play before the playoffs start. So two this more is weeks, that's it? College, foot, college football's got yeah. several weeks less than NFL, man. It's, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> especially with, you know, eight teams making the playoffs. That's uh, fun, man. Three weeks of playoffs, yeah. That's fun. I can't wait to get this T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think That's I might big. get the coffee mug. <laughs> I love good coffee mug. I like to keep reminding me every day about that championship when I drink it in the morning. <laughs> Hanging out on the weekend before, before during football season or any time of the year, just, ah, oh, we, we've been champions. Remember that time we won that championship? Ah, <sighs> goodness gracious. Well, I guess that's about all I got, Tim. Yeah, that's good for me for this week. All righty, guys. Well, we pig suey. Go Hawks. See you on Saturday.